and welcome to the TLT and Cornwall Insight Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Maria Connolly, Head of Clean Energy and Real Estate at TLT, and Stephen Allen, Property Director at Punch Pubs. Um, and we're going to be discussing uh, the destination charging model in, in particular. So I have uh, my first question is, is going to be directed at you, Maria. Uh, what do we mean by destination charging and how will it drive further deployment of the necessary electric vehicle charging infrastructure? Thanks, Emma. Um, It's a term that's evolved over the past couple of years, I guess. And what we mean by destination charging, this is where you've got the development of electric vehicle charging infrastructure, generally at a destination, whether that's a retail, leisure or or other destination. And what's been great over the past few years is that we've seen the installation of EV charging uh, infrastructure at supermarkets, pubs like uh, Punch and and so on. And I think, you know, there's much more that the sector would love to see in relation to the further deployment of EV charging infrastructure. So already seeing uh, hotels, railway stations, other places. And this is where cars might be charging either for a period of time while they're at a destination or actually where cars are left overnight and and sometimes uh, serving a purpose for sort of the wider uh, community if the destination is in a residential area. So by providing charging infrastructure at a destination, hopefully that can create a bit of a draw to the destination and also um, perhaps tied in with uh, some customer loyalty schemes and beyond. So I think destination charging, really, really important part of the overall deployment and quite excited as to what we might see as the next part of uh, the destination charging uh, piece going forward. Thanks, Maria. So, Stephen, Punch Pubs have, they've been rolling out EV charging infrastructure across its estate. Um, what, in your view, is the key driver behind this? Sure. Thanks, Emma. So I think, I think from our perspective, we recognise that our consumers, and our guests coming to pubs want to see this. We know that there's going to be a real growth in the number of uh, full electric vehicles in the UK. Uh, and we want to see that pubs continue to be the centre of their community. And I think in a 21st century way, uh, having the ability to charge your electric vehicle uh, whilst at the pub or passing the pub is very much part of that. You know, in the days gone by, it would have been a shop, it would have been a post office, perhaps more more uh, contemporary offer would be an EV charging. So we see that as an opportunity. Um, and we're also, key for us is about making sure we're contributing to the uh, decarbonisation of uh, transport in the UK, both in the fleet that we operate. So we've got a team of area managers and field support team that uh, we are now moving to electric vehicles and want them to be able to charge vehicles at our uh, own pubs uh, but also you know help contribute to people able to get electric vehicle charging and that's one of the key things we know that people who are looking to get electric vehicle are worried about where they can charge and how far they go and if they can do that whilst carrying on their habits of going to the great british pub then if we can help that we will That's great. Thanks, Stephen. Um, And just one question for Maria now. Um, Collaboration uh, between charging point operators and landowners is especially important for enabling destination charging. Um, But how do you balance the different parties' commercial considerations? I think it's a great 
question and of course sustainability agenda more widely is 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 highly reliant upon good collaboration between uh various parties so here in the context of ev charging we're generally talking about landowners uh owners of real estate and then the ev or energy developers who are looking to deploy the infrastructure and i think if you're a if you're a landowner or a real estate owner what this is about is just making sure that what you're being offered um has thought about uh, future proofing and that's future proofing from a technology sense but also in relation to uh, customer expectations and charging infrastructure um, very much, you know, has has a really important role to play in relation to that. But I think really importantly for real estate owners going forward, this could be a key pillar for their own sustainability strategy. So much talk, particularly coming out of COP26 as well, around sustainability, ESG. And this could be one of many things that a, a, a landowner or real estate property owner seeks to do. Now, if you're the charge point operator, this is long-term capital investment. So part of this is about having a reliable revenue stream. That revenue stream, of course, will be dictated by uh, demand and use of the charge points. So perhaps from a charge point operator's perspective, it's about looking at strategic uh, locations and, benef- and, and, and the benefits around all of that. But we see huge collaboration, particularly with energy projects more widely, and I think EV charging infrastructure, while some organisations are, are doing it themselves, the majority that we're seeing in the market are based on this collaboration model. Thanks, Maria. Um, so just sort of expanding on that collaboration uh, point there, uh, Stephen, when, when selecting your collaboration partners for, for this project in particular, what were the key parameters for making that decision? Yeah, so I think, I think three things uh, come to mind, Emma, for us. Uh, one was around credibility. So, um, you know, it's clearly a market that's exploded in recent years and, you um, you know, as, as the property director for a big company with lots of assets, we have had a lot of people contacting us wanting to uh, get into uh, working relationships with Punch around EV. And so as the first thing there was about credibility. So trying to identify a partner or partners that have got genuine credibility in the market, um, trying to work out which are going to be the leaders, which are going to be the consolidators and making sure that we, we partner with people that are going to be here for the long term, because the second point is we're taking a long term view on this. You know, as a landowner, we're we're granting a, an agreement for probably 10, 12, 15 years on part of our assets to uh, an EV developer. So it's a long term decision to make. We want to make sure we're doing that with people that are going to be here for the long term. And I think the third thing we look for is around flexibility and uh, sort of making sure that whoever we work with understands the the parameters of our business. EV is important, but actually our core business is around hospitality and about people coming to our pubs and enjoying themselves, meeting friends, family, whatever it might be. And therefore EV needs to complement that, not that we can turn the car parks into an EV charging hub. And by the way, there used to be a pub behind it. It's got to be very much around how does it work in with the experience we're trying to give our guests. So they're probably the, the key things. And it's been quite a challenge. You know, we, we're happy with where we are today, but it's been, it's been a real challenge because there are lots of different providers out there um, saying lots of different things about how this can work. And you've got to try and uh, pick the wheat from the chaff. 
Thanks. Thanks, Stephen. Um, so, Maria, um, just expanding on those challenges, are there any specific legal considerations that you would like to pull out here, which landowners in particular should, should be aware of? Sure. And I think picking up on Stephen's point, these are long term interests in in land. And therefore, you know, first and foremost, um, the likes of Punch are going to have to get this arrangement through their board and and other approvals. So it is making sure that all legal documentation is is fit for purpose, both from a host perspective, but also bearing in mind that these are capital investment projects on the part of the charge point operator and they likewise need to be fundable so you know what are some of the considerations how long is the arrangement going to be what if punch for example uh, want to sort of redevelop part of the site how does that work what are the what, what, what are the factors that need to be uh, borne in mind um, but, but ultimately it needs to work for both both parties. But, but structuring these arrangements through uh, the, the right property documentation, looking at the planning considerations, grid as well. Um, as, as a lot of these projects, uh, new grid will be brought in. Uh, sometimes it might rely on the uh, building's existing grid, but all of these need to be borne in mind and then documented from uh, a legal perspective. So, so plenty to think about, but I think it's looking at it through both the eyes of the landowner um, as well as what the developer needs in order to ultimately fund uh, fund these projects. Thanks, Maria. Uh, and just going back to um, what you were talking about, Stephen, on the 21st century pub, um, I think you've touched on this already, but how important do you think EV charging infrastructure, how, how important adding that to your estate is for future-proofing the business? Yeah, I think, I think we see it as important, but probably more so about making sure we're playing our full part in decarbonising uh, hospitality and our, our own estate. Uh, you know, we've got lots of pubs that are in locations where perhaps the people living around it who all will be driving EV vehicles in the future don't have the the space to be able to have home charges. For example, we think that's a place we can play a part. Um, and we think as well, there's potential over time for us to shape some of the food and beverage offer we provide at pubs to, to mirror the occasions that people are coming to charge um, so, you know, is a way of is a way of making the most of that occasion. So we think it's important from that point of view. Um, and, yeah, we look forward to seeing it rolled out across the estate. Yeah, it's very exciting um, time for electric vehicle charging infrastructure. Um, but just going back to you, Maria, um, of course, there are barriers. So what is the biggest barrier at the moment to, to upscaling electric vehicle charging infrastructure in the context of destination charging? Uh, and how, how do we overcome that? Yeah, it's a really good it's a really good question because we all know that we do need more uh, charging infrastructure, particularly at destinations. But of course, it's balancing, isn't it? Um, how people charge their EVs currently, a very very high proportion still charging at at home, um, and then we've got workplace charging and other sort of uh, charging in a public sector sense as well. Um, so I think where we've seen the real acceleration is in the context of hotels, retail, leisure, transport hubs, uh, alongside sort of strategic uh, road networks. However, that doesn't necessarily fulfil the UK's need. 
um, for, 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 for the journey ahead. So the question is perhaps what more we can do, thinking about sort of community charging as, as well. So as Steve, Steve mentioned, um, part of the proposition for, for Punch was very much having regard to how communities may uh, make use of the facility in a, in, in a sort of pub location. And you know, not everybody has the ability to charge at home. So that could be really, really important for these sorts of uh, projects to, to, to serve the, the, the community as well. But it, it's, again, balancing those interests. We, we, we need charging infrastructure in the right locations. That also needs to be fulfilled by the demand uh, from sort of the, the EV drivers more, more widely. So I think it's I think it's one to watch. Um, what we would always ask for, I, I guess, is that sort of regulatory certainty, ease of planning, ease of grid, all these things that historically perhaps become more barriers um, to enable things to uh, run smoothly when it comes to further deployment. Thanks, Maria. Um, and just finally, um, for closing comments, Stephen, um, just from your experience, it'd be really interesting to hear what has been your, your biggest takeaway um, on this journey. Yeah, sure, Emma. So I guess, I guess two things for me. Um, I think one is that um, be patient um, trying to get to the point of having EV charging units outside of pubs uh, takes longer than one might anticipate. Um, some of the complexities that Maria's just touched on around legislation, about consents, about grid, uh, the wheels turn slowly. And I do worry that um, we need the wheels to turn much quicker to achieve UK targets and keep up with demand. Um, and the other thing I would say, if I was giving any advice, uh, which I wouldn't offer really to, to a landowner or someone like myself, is to keep agile, keep flexible. Um, this is moving really quickly. I've been looking at this for a couple of years and it's moved on quite fast in that time. And I suspect it will in the next two, next four, next six years. So keep some flexibility and agility in your plan because what you start out doing today may not be what you do in two or three years' time. And uh, yeah, be careful not to overcommit to something that doesn't become flexible and, and the risk, therefore, of having some stranded assets in, in places where you don't want them. So yeah, agility would be the key word for me. Uh, that's great. Thank you, uh, both Maria and Stephen. That, that was a really interesting discussion. And I hope uh, listeners enjoyed this podcast. <laughs>